Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today on this episode, I'm going to tell you five things not to do as you are parenting your teens. This is also helpful for kids at any age, I think. But first, I want to give you a little picture of where I'm recording this podcast today. I'm at home in my office, and I am surrounded by a whole bunch of papers and notebooks. There's some mail, I see headphones, I see soda cans, and some water bottles. You guys, I have to clean my office today. If you can relate to this, sometimes you just get busy, and maybe you don't have time to finish one thing at a time, and so you get distracted. All of a sudden, you find yourself surrounded by piles of paper. Some things are important, some things aren't. Anyway, that is what I'm going to be working on today. And I found this book that's going to be really helpful because this is typically what happens is I'm either kind of, everything's pretty organized and clean, or it's just one hot mess. And then I have to take like a day to get it under control again. There's this book called The Now Habit that I really, really like because as I was listening to it, I have it on Audible and then I also ordered it on Amazon. As I was listening to it, I was like, yes, that is me. Do you ever procrastinate something that you have to do because you're waiting for like the right time or you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that thing. So you just kind of wait and put it off, especially if you're in charge of anything. There's a few things that I am in charge of that I have to kind of spearhead or create group text threads and plan. And anyway, I can procrastinate on this because I I always tell people, I'm like, I love to be the support. I'm an amazing support, but to be in charge is not my favorite. And so it is something I will procrastinate and put off because I can just kind of get in my head about it. Same thing with this these piles of paper in my office. I could just get in my head about it and just think, I don't have time to deal with that right now, so I'm going to wait. Or I need all of this other stuff cleaned up before I can focus on that. Anyway, this book, The Now Habit, I highly recommend if this is you. Anyway, just wanted to give a little plug to the book and kind of let you know where I'm at today in my office. So five things not to do as you're parenting your teens. First one, care more about their emotions than your own emotions. And this is tempting because when our kids are little, you know, when we have a baby, we need to attend to their needs. Like when they cry, we go pick them up. When they're toddlers, we help them when they're upset and we talk them through it and we just want to make them feel better, right? And then as our children grow up, they get older, we have these teenagers and now they get upset and we want to make them feel better. So we might do the same things that worked when they were little 
but now they don't work anymore. And so we're now frustrated or worried because our teens are so upset. And then we add on that by not being able to help them. So then we feel like a failure. I want you to start focusing on how you feel first before you focus on your teenager's feelings, if that makes sense. So, and I think too, what this looks like when you have a teenager is you're focusing more on your emotions than on your teenager's behavior. So a lot of times with our teens, you know, maybe we don't even know if they're upset. Maybe they're just not talking to us and we're just worried, like, are they okay? And they they aren't really saying much to us. Or if they're making bad decisions and we're super worried or anxious about that and we're upset and frustrated and angry, reacting instead of responding. This is where I want you to focus on your own emotions first. And this was so powerful for me when I heard this for the first time was your kids can be worried or upset or angry, insert any emotion, and you don't have to be. So my daughters could be upset and I can stay calm, I can be okay. That doesn't mean I don't have empathy or I don't validate how they feel. It just means I don't have to get in the pool with them about it and be like, oh, what can I do to help you? And like really graspy and needy trying to make them feel better because guess what? Sometimes, as we know, our teens don't want to feel better. They want to be upset or mad or angry. And so there's nothing we can even do to help them. So I think the best way we can help them is by being that strong, confident parent that, of course, we show empathy and things get hard and we love and care for our teenagers, but our emotions matter and how we feel matters. And so if we can get into a place where we know we are okay, we're taking care of ourselves, we're practicing self-care, we're processing our emotions, we will be in a much better position to help our teenagers. This leads me to number two. The second thing not to do is react instead of respond, which we know isn't helpful in getting our teens to change their behavior anyway. So how do we respond instead of react? Believing that it's okay not to have the answers can help you stay calmer. It can help you create a pause and give yourself time to respond. You have time. Nothing is urgent. Ask yourself, what is in my control and what is out of my control? You can plan ahead. Think about what would your best self do in this situation? So if you need to take some time to think about even when your teen has done something that you found out that they shouldn't have done, it's okay to step back, take the time you need to calm down and decide what you are going to do moving forward. That's going to have a much greater impact than if you react out of anger and just create that wedge in your relationship. You can still have discipline and consequences and let your teenager know that their behavior is not okay, but coming from a calm parent will be so much more effective than if you lash out in anger. So think about this. Think about the last time you reacted and you yelled at your child for something, you kind of lost your cool, what happened? Did your child kind of was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Maybe, maybe they did that. And that could possibly have been out of fear or they just wanted to kind of 
make you not angry at them anymore. I don't know. It depends. It's different for every kid, right? Some kids are really sensitive if we get mad and other kids could care less. But here's the thing. When you get upset and you yell, it gives your teenager, the, it puts the focus on you and your behavior and it makes them, instead of focusing on like, all right, what did I do? How did I contribute to this situation? How is my behavior wrong? They're not going to think about any of that. They're only going to focus on what you are doing, which is yelling at them, being really unfair, whatever those thoughts are that they have, that they feel justified in thinking because you are reacting out of anger. That's not the goal. So if we can stay calm, we don't give our teenagers any reason to be mad at us, right? Or to feel justified in their behavior. So like if we get angry and they get angry back, they're justified in that anger. If we can stay calm, it really does put the focus on what they did, on what they are currently doing, the choices that they are making. We're putting the ownership on them instead of on our reaction to it. And that's what we want because I do believe in in the majority of teenagers that I've seen and in the situations in my home where I've seen this in my own teenagers, they know what they are doing is wrong. If they're doing something wrong, they they want, they care what we think about their behavior. And typically if they make a wrong choice, it's not coming from this like, I don't really care what you think and I'm just going to do whatever I want. It's really coming from something that they're going through that we may not understand, or maybe they did make a wrong choice in the, in a split second moment that they're like, oh, I should not have done that. And then they feel bad and they feel guilt and shame. But instead of leaning into that guilt and shame and feeling it, it's a lot easier to just be angry at our parents because they're yelling at us. And so I hope that makes sense and kind of puts it into perspective a little bit of why it's okay for you to manage your emotions first, number one, get kind of calm and cool and collected, approach your teenager about their behavior in a really responsive, deliberate way so that they can take ownership of what they've done or what they need to correct and how to do that. And then you can show up, you know, in a loving, supportive way. But also the the word stern comes to my mind. Like I, and I don't think of it as like this stern teacher who you are just afraid is going to punish you. You're just more serious, kind of like a poker face, right? You're not showing a whole lot of emotion, but you're also not, it's like you care. So you're not like this apathetic, like, I don't care what you did. You're not super angry and you're not like, everything's fine. Like kind of in denial about it either. You're just like, this is serious. I want to help you. And what do we need to do moving forward? Another way to say this would be, that you are not emotionally attached to your teenager's behavior. So you're seeing it for what it is. It doesn't mean you like it or approve of it, but you're not emotionally attached. Like it's the end of the world. Like you can't believe that they did this and they're going to pay for it. Which leads us to number three of what not to do when parenting your teens. And that is trying to fix everything, give really long lectures and life lessons. Punishing harshly. So what do we do instead? It's get curious. Remember that your teenager's behavior is about them and not you. So you can ask yourself this question, which is one of my favorite questions. Why does my teenager's behavior make sense? So even if it's something you know that they know was wrong and they've done it anyway, 
Why does it make sense that they did that? When you think about it like that, your brain will start to think of reasons why it's possible that they could have done that, or if you are just completely lost at what were they thinking, then you know, let's ask them. We will be unemotionally attached to what they've done, which means we need to process all of the emotions we've had about it, and then we can approach them calmly and get curious about why they did what they did from a place of love and support. Again, it doesn't mean you have to agree with what they did or let them off the hook. You can still have consequences. You, you know, take away the car or ground them from their phone or their friends, like whatever works for you. But when you come at them, like I said, in a really emotional way, they will just retreat. You won't get any connection that way and you won't get any more understanding about what it was that they were going through. Why are they choosing to do that? Why did they do that? If you do freak out, it's absolutely okay to apologize and start over. Even if, I've I've seen this with some parents and I've experienced this with myself when I've been coaching myself and learning some of these tools and how to approach my kids in certain ways. Even if your child is in the wrong, they've done something clearly they knew they should not have done and now you have to have a consequence for it. And maybe in the moment you do freak out. It's okay to approach them in a way that's like, hey, I did not handle that very well. You can can model the behavior that you would like them to, to have, that you want them to see. So it's okay to apologize for freaking out, even if your child was in the wrong in the first place, right? We're not putting the blame on your teenager's behavior for what you did or how you felt. You are completely in charge of and can take ownership of how you feel and how you react, just like we want our teens to take ownership of how they feel and how they react, right? So allow for reparations. Say you're sorry. Avoid trying to fix or judge and then really just try to understand. Ask questions from a curious place, not like, what were you thinking? Why would you do that? That's more of a judgmental place, a shaming place. We want to get really curious, like, hey, I'm trying to understand what it was that led you to do that. Can you help me understand? What were you thinking? What was happening? Your teenagers, as they start to view you in a more trustworthy way, so they see you as someone who is really genuinely concerned and wants to know and help them, not just accuse them and catch them and you know, make them pay for what they've done, right? When they start seeing you as that safe person, they will open up to you. They will start talking to you. You will learn so much about them, about their friends, and you will be able to have more compassion for them because you will see that they are good inside. There is a side note. I think it's a podcast called Good Inside. Becky is her name. She's on Instagram at Good Inside, I think. I might put it in the show notes. Really, really good book. I may have talked about it before. Our teenagers, our little kids, our adult children, they are all good inside. We are good inside. When we believe that, we will show up our best self. Number four of what not to do, take your teenager's behavior personally or outbursts or what they do and say. Don't take it personally. Validate their emotions without validating their behavior, okay? I'm gonna say that again. You can validate your teenager's emotions without validating their behavior. 
So you're not saying it's okay to do what you did, but you're getting curious. You're validating the emotion behind what it was that led them to do the thing that they did. And I just experienced this with one of my kids last week where they made a, they made a mistake, they got caught, they got punished. It was something that happened at school and they had to pay the price for making that choice. And so I didn't need to layer on another punishment at home, but they were able to come to me and tell me what happened. They were really upset. I was able to validate their feelings. Yeah, that's really hard. I'm so sorry that that happened. That's really upsetting. And I can see how I could understand why she made the choice she did. And I knew she knew it was wrong and it kind of sucked. And I could just kind of sit in that spot with her and completely agree with the consequences that followed. And so could she. And so I feel like that was, that's such a powerful teaching tool more than just they get punished for something at school. Then I punish them at home and I tell them how disappointed I am and how I'm just so surprised that they would do something like that. And I feel like it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where then our teen is more focused on how mad they are at us or at their coach or at the other adult that, you know, got them in trouble or whatever it is. They're focused on that, that on their own behavior and how to change their own behavior because they don't feel that support or that validation in someone understands me, someone gets me. It's just like, no, everyone's mad at me. I hate my life, right? Something like that, where our teenagers can go very easily. So genuinely listen to what your teenager is saying. And if they're not saying a whole lot, this is just where it takes practice and time. They don't feel comfortable talking to you yet, but you can absolutely create an environment where they're safe to come to you. And they are also safe to just figure it out on their own. And you will be there when they want to talk about it. That is really hard as a parent because we all want to make our kids feel better or we want that security of knowing, all right, they're out, they're doing okay. When they don't talk to us, it's hard to have that peace and security that they're okay and our brain wants to give us a whole bunch of evidence of why they're struggling and why this is a problem. But just kind of go back to that, managing yourself, your own emotions, give your teens some space, they will come to you over time. Another way you can begin to validate your teenager's emotions is by reflecting their experience back to them instead of trying to solve their problem. So if they tell you something they're struggling with or if they tell you a problem that they have, instead of just going right into fix-it mode and telling them what you think they should do, you can say something like, so what I'm hearing you say is, and then reflect what they just said to you back to them, if you need to talk to them about something important, maybe their grades, you've checked their portal and they're, they've got a bunch of missing assignments and their grades are not great. You can say, you know, I'm noticing that you seem to be struggling in this class. Tell me what's going on. I'm noticing that there are three missing assignments last week. What's up with that? You can kind of approach it in that way so that it's not accusatory. It won't, it'll help them not to get on the defensive. You can get curious. And then, you know, if you can see how hard that they're working, maybe in a sport or how busy they are, maybe they have a job and they're working really hard at the job, something like that, where you can honor something that they are doing, start with a positive intention. I can see how hard you're working. I'm also noticing that 
that's a good way to kind of start to have those hard conversations. So you're validating your child's experience and you're also being able to connect with them. I know it's so tempting to give your solutions so you can fix your teen's problem, but I want you really to notice, is that what your teenager wants? Does it work for you when you do that, when you offer solutions? Is your teenager receptive to it? If they aren't, then that's your work to do to figure out, you know, what is it triggering inside of you that's making you feel like you want to just jump in and solve it? Because right now it's more important for you to take a step back, allow your teenager to have their own experience, and then process the emotions that come up for you when they have those experiences. Sometimes our teenagers want to keep thinking that we don't understand, that nobody understands them, that life is so hard, everything's a mess, right? Sometimes our teenagers want to think that way. They want to be mad and that's okay. We can allow them to have their own emotions. And then going back to the very beginning of this episode where I, I had my aha moment where it was like, all right, my teenagers can experience those difficult emotions. They can worry. They can be upset and afraid. I don't have to be. So I don't have to jump in and solve for them these emotions. And I don't have to feel those emotions myself. I can be calm and and say, hey, I can see that you're really worried about this. I know that you can handle it. I know you've got this. I know it seems really hard right now, but I trust that things are going to work out. I just know that they will. If you need anything, I'm here. And you can stay that confident rock for them, even if they act like they don't want it. It's okay. Even if they act like you're so annoying or that you you just don't understand. You're right. I don't understand. But I'm trying. So can you help me understand more? There's so many different ways that you can approach it when you don't have to feel the anxiety and that, like, what do I do? I have to solve this. When you can get rid of those thoughts that are buzzing around in your brain, you will be able to stay calm and have different ideas of ways to approach situations. You can ask your teenager what they think, give your teen time, trust that they will figure it out. And then my favorite, believe in your teen and see the best in them. So even if your teen is so hard and you can give me all of the evidence and reasons why they are so hard, I want you to stop and think about, all right, but what is going right for them? What do you love about your teen? Our teens, we love our teenagers. As hard as they are, they are our kids and we love them. We can always find something that they are doing that we can compliment them on, that we can give them a little boost and we can start seeing the good in them instead of only seeing the negative, feeling like we need to fix it. So on my Instagram, you'll notice one of my pinned posts that I really like. It's a quote and it says, instead of being a fixer or a judger, be an understander. So first and foremost, for me, I want to understand my kids. I want to understand what they're feeling and thinking, where they're coming from. I don't always understand, for sure, but I want to try and understand. Instead of first coming and trying to fix everything, trying to make it how I want it, or trying to judge what they are doing or what other people are doing in their experiences are, I don't want to do that. I just want to understand them. If this makes sense to you and you want more, you can go to parentinginthemiddle.com forward slash expecting, and you will get my free guide, The Five Simple Steps to Parenting a Teenager, What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teen. 
And so it'll give you these five steps, which I've given you four of them. I've told you what not to do. My download will tell you what to do. There's a lot of good content there. So I will put a link in my show notes so you can go grab that. If you want more and you want one-on-one coaching, if you feel like, all right, I'm really struggling managing my emotions, or I feel like me and my teen are really just battling it out and just in combat mode all the time, I invite you to schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me. One hour, we can get you, we can talk a little bit about what coaching is about, but also make a plan so that you understand, okay, what to do moving forward from here. So even if on that free call, that's all you need, awesome. It's not high pressure sales. It's like literally, please make an appointment. Let's jump on the phone. It's super easy. The moms that I have coached through my coaching program, which is either six sessions or 12 sessions, have really seen a lot of progress. They've seen improvement in their own teenagers just because they have taken a step back. And it's fascinating to witness. So it's like these moms that were so worried and they were struggling with their teens so much, trying to control them. And imagine how stressful that is. I think all of us moms can relate. Coach yourself to stepping back from the situation. You're doing less. It almost feels weird, like you're parenting less. But what you are going to start seeing is your teenager, you'll start seeing more of what they are doing that you trust and believe in them. You can develop and foster that trust and belief. That energy is going to be reflected back to your teen. When you can believe that, it'll reflect back to your teen and you will start seeing them change and make progress because you stepped back and did less. It's really, really cool. So absolutely go jump on a free call with me, schedule a session, and let's jump on the phone and let's get you on your way to doing that. If you want to work with me one-on-one, we can do that as well. But that free call is absolutely available to you. So I invite you to check out my show notes for all of those links. Have a wonderful day. I will see you over on Instagram at Kristen Goodman Coaching, and we'll talk to you next week. 